This is Greater Together, a podcast designed to give listeners an inside look at how small business owners grow and evolve over time to become greater. I'm Rachel Kershaw. So I'm sitting here today with Yasmin Robles of Robles Designs, correct? Mm -hmm. And uh, what exactly does Robles Designs do? We create kick-ass web... Oh, can I... Yeah. Uh, We create kick-ass websites and brands for entrepreneurs who are hell-bent on taking over the world. Taking over the world. That's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) All right. I'm really fortunate to have met you here through Haven. and But we actually met before that even when you were coming to Small Business Skills. Mm -hmm. So that was probably really early on. In Rebels Designs. Yeah, yeah. So it was at the point where I was, I think, planning on leaving my job and oh, so you trying, like, been... yeah, trying to sneak away every so often or working remotely um, and nice. trying to, you know, balance that workload and then trying to get some networking and some business skills out of it. Awesome. Yeah, so that was probably, what, a year, year and a half ago at this point? Ooh, a year and a half ago. I feel Maybe like it's longer. more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I think uh, looking around at your gorgeous office, it looks like it's going really well, and I'm really excited to to hear your whole story and have you answer the three questions. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the office is nice now. It took about a year. I've been at Haven since around the time that they opened, and had not actually put anything on the walls until this year. So <laughs> nice. Well, it turned out really nice. So the format's three simple questions, but I think they're really interesting questions. Um, so the first one is, what scared you but doesn't anymore? Um, so the biggest thing that scared me was whether or not I actually knew what I was doing and really just looking at around, around at everybody else and knowing that, okay, well, they might have a master's or they actually went to study some kind of business or accounting um, or they have a family background where everybody's a business owner and I didn't have that and so I come from a very poor family a family that of like single moms everybody's either a factory worker or a housekeeper and so just knowing just that feeling that hey I might not have any clue of what the heck I am getting myself into and no support um, was very scary but then figuring out that there is support out there like your group and Haven and a lot of other ones out in Columbus uh, to get my questions answered and that pretty much nobody really knows what they're doing they might know yeah they might know some stuff in the textbook but it's just you know we we're all just kind of guessing and stumbling along and some of us will know what's in that book but it might not help us make a sale so we uh we all get to kind of fumble along together and yeah so some people do have sort of in in in-house experts or or at least people who've Mm -hmm. been where they're being before how did your family did they think being an entrepreneur sounded awesome or sounded scary uh both so they thought it was great a great idea but they were obviously scared for me for my income luckily though i did have my husband who was so annoyed at me complaining about my job and that (laughs) i really wanted to work for myself that he just said go for it we'll figure it out uh, and we have figured it out, and it's been it's been great. Um, also, just building up that community of not just your family, but your friends and other business owners who can help you along the way, whether it's watching your kids real quick or um, just telling you to, to chill out and that it'll <laughs> yes. be okay. <laughs> so is there any specific stuff uh, that you feel like probably somebody had to learn if they have an MBA and you had to learn it without the MBA? Um, for me specifically, it was how to, one, delegate work and that mm-hmm. I didn't have to do everything. 
and two, just kind of doing periodic checks on the business, especially the financials. I am a graphic designer, I create websites, I can code, but when it comes to knowing what the percentage is of how many people I have met with and how to convert those into clients and how many meetings I have and all of those numbers, I have no idea, which is why I got a business coach. Really, those numbers, they were scary, um, and I thought that everybody who has an MBA, that they could easily read those numbers. <laughs> um, and I find out that no, they're, they often have the same troubles that I do. And again, we all get to fumble along together. I mean, you hope that the people who specialize in reading yeah. those numbers <laughs> Uh, get yeah. them and yeah. and read them easily. But yeah, there's a lot of people even with the MBA yeah. who, who that does not come easy for. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like how did you figure it out? Was it just... It was through a lot, just asking people a lot and trying to, one, do it myself in the beginning, but then getting a business coach, Melissa, to kind of just break it down. And she broke it down into a very simple format where instead of me thinking it was this really uh, complicated formula that it was just simple. You plug in these numbers. This is your goal. These are how many people you're meeting. And then this is what's happened in the past. So this is how you can project out. Uh, Just having that and then getting an accountant uh, helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just getting people to look at the numbers and not being worried about the numbers and what people will think, even if you are not making any money or you're making a lot of money. Just saying, take a look at this. Let me know what your thoughts are. What is the health of the business? And then going from there. And it sounds like this might overlap a little bit, but um, question number two is, what did you spend a lot of time on in the beginning, but now you don't? Yeah, so I spent a lot of time on, one, networking, um, but networking everywhere and without intention. Um, So I would be in every single event possible, but they were all great, but you can't give your 100% all if you are spreading yourself out too thin. Um, And then the next thing that I got to do was delegate. So I was not delegating enough when I first started out. I was trying to do it all myself. Again, we were, I was on a tight budget and all of that. But as soon as I started seeing a few a bit of results from attempting to do it all myself, mm-hmm. um, I knew that I could, if I just delegated some work, even if it was just internal, um, it would all grow. And it has. So I delegated a lot of the internal work um, if you get an invoice from me, if you get a contract from me, it's not, it is It is me, I set up the templates, but it's my assistant who is making sure that everything is on track for a project to get started and making sure that the offboarding is also going smoothly just because that takes away a lot of the time and it also takes away valuable time that I can spend on a client really strategizing their website and brand um, instead of trying to figure out QuickBooks. <laughs> Right, because they're not paying you for your QuickBooks yeah, skills. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you've done a good job of delegating now, but how far into this were you before you started hiring anybody to do anything? Yeah, so I think I officially, I cannot remember when I got Allison. I think it was maybe March or April of this year. And so that was, I met her on a retreat and she mentioned that she was trying to get into being a VA. Um, she was starting up a company with a friend, and that just stayed in my mind. 
um, because she just talked about how she really wanted to help other businesses grow. And so finally, a few months later, the, the retreat was in February, and a few months later, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I messed up QuickBooks so many times. Um, and then I wasn't sending out email newsletters because everything was just staying on my to-do list and I was working on client work. Um, but that marketing piece, that making sure email blasts go out, all that is also very important. So I finally contacted her, she handled it so smoothly, and I then had more time for sales and then business grew. So it was an incredible experience from letting go of control to seeing the growth of that. So at the very beginning, what did you spend a lot of time on and now you don't? Yeah, worrying was the biggest piece that I, and you just keep spinning your wheels. So when I, the very first time I started the business, it was, worrying about whether I would get enough clients and then worrying about if those the clients that I got were enough, if I was billing enough, if I was being attentive enough, um, just all of this second guessing myself. And then when it comes to your work, you start second guessing your work. Uh, and it's just this circle, this like cycle that keeps going. And now I, I don't worry about that as much. Uh, another part was also worrying about whether or not I would say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that still happens sometimes, but realizing that the people, even the people that I look up to, they sometimes will stumble a lot with their words. Sure. I have some issues with my words, but um, <laughs> they will stumble, they will make mistakes, and yet they are still, I'm just still, I still admire them. So it's not when you say something wrong, it's how you handle it. And if you're coming from a place of, trying to uh, support other businesses. Um, So there's a couple of businesses, for example, Haven. The women, the owners of Haven, they are amazing at what they do. They have created this community, but they they still fumble on their words sometimes, but that has not taken away from me seeing their growth and admiring their story, their, how they are just, their trajectory. So now I just tell myself, stop worrying about it. Stop worrying about when you stumble on words or when you forget the English word for something or when you just are blanking on things because... Forgive yourself yeah, for being human. Yeah, yeah being human. Um, <laughs> you're fine. It's not going to detract from your business. It actually helps you look human mm-hmm. and because that is also not my goal. I don't plan on being some kind of a goddess unless, you know, I'm You're at home. Going for your own yeah. TV show. At home I am. Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe reality TV, reality TV. But, um, um, you know, I'm not looking to be this face of perfection. I'm looking to show what it takes to do, to create a business. So all the hard work, I am very transparent about it, all of the sacrifices that you make, and that, yes, sometimes you might accidentally let out a swear word in public. Or on a panel. I have done that. (laughs) Um, I have worn the wrong outfit. I have worn, uh, I have fallen, and, you know, I have stumbled on my words. So now there is no shame. (laughs) I will just go along with it and we can always either edit it and if it was in public people will probably forget it or it'll be their favorite memory right they will remember you hey I've had clients come back to me and say I love what you said here and I'm like I thought that was the wrong thing to say but okay you're my client now (laughs) yeah I mean they say that you know if you the more true to yourself you are the more the right people find Mm -hmm. you right yeah yeah in terms of how much time do you could you even ballpark how much 
in an average week you just sat around worrying? I don't even know. I would say at least half the day. I would just spend... What about like instead of sleep? I think a lot of people worry oh, yeah. instead of sleeping. Yeah, yeah. So right when you, you know, when you brush your teeth, you're ready for bed, you lay down, and then that's when everything is just coming out. And it's like, oh, did I do this today? Did I do it wrong? What if I had done it this way? Uh, what if I had sent that email, worded it differently? And it's just this huge cycle. And by like 3 a.m., you're, you are wondering if you should just wake up and start working again or mm-hmm. if you should try to go to sleep. <laughs> Yep, exactly. So obviously, instead of worrying, you now can sleep. Yes. Um, What other stuff did it prevent you from doing? Um, It prevented me from reaching out to a lot of people that could have supported me, my growth in the business. So whether that is people who I felt were just so perfect that they would not want to chat with me. Are Um, they actually perfect? No, and now I really want to chat with them even more because I know (laughs) that they're not that perfect. Um, So, yeah, just preventing me from reaching out, from going after certain proposals, from raising my rates. Um, It took so long, and a business coach and my husband and everybody else to tell me to raise my rates before I was like, heck, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and do it and see what happens, and it went fine. <laughs> um, it just worrying just stopped me from having the confidence to. So I left my my job in corporate, and then that's where it all started. And then it, I couldn't take that big, the big leap to. But you the took next what level. seems like the big leap. Yeah. Then there's that mentally, other yeah. You then you have to take a mental leap from worrying and having very low self confidence and just looking at everybody else and saying, "Oh my God, they're so perfect. What are they? What are they doing? What am I doing wrong?" To finally saying, "No, they're again going back to they don't also know, don't know what they're doing," and just having the confidence to go and ask for the the project, go and ask for the job or whatever it is that your goal is, and just making your business grow and flourish. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting because I think from the outside, obviously, it looks like a ton of confidence just to leave the 9 to yeah. 5 in the first place. Yeah. And then here you are, you know, a couple of years later, and you're calling that low confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that big of a difference. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a crazy, yeah, because it's, you know, you leave your job, you go in, you, go in you, you tell them that you're leaving, and you feel like this weight has been lifted off. But then as soon as you walk out that door, it's like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? Um, you know, it's it, – and then driving home and not knowing uh, – maybe I did it the wrong way. But not knowing <laughs> what – you know, where your next client's going to come from. And I had been building up a network slowly, but not really with intention. And so figuring out – kind of stumbling along and figuring out where is my next step? How do I get to grow this business? Um, well, you're still yeah. here and you've got yeah. clients, so I yeah. don't think you did it the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think everybody gets a slower start than what they mm-hmm. might picture in their dreams. Yeah. But it does take mm-hmm. getting rid of the worries yeah. as, as a step one. But then also, question number three, would you end up letting go of and outsourcing? So I, uh, the first thing I outsourced was the accounting. So I was doing it all myself, trying to schedule every month. I would do some kind of P&L, trying to see where the business was, but I couldn't understand the numbers. I had no idea. And then remember like, what did you do know it? about a P&L? Yes. I mean, you started with, like, I don't have an MBA, but yeah. I'm going to 
fake yeah. it till I make it or whatever. Well, FreshBooks made it really easy. You go in there and you look at the report, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, this is great. I have a report. I have no idea. <laughs> so you made the report, and you're like, checkbox checked. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I'm like, the numbers look good. That's awesome. Um, and then I so I got an accountant, and she and I, she was very um, she specializes with small businesses, so she could break it down. And she was so sweet. She is sweet. I'm still with her. Um, in trying to just answer all of my questions, um, whether it's about QuickBooks or about how the business is doing. So that was the very first thing I did. Then I got an assistant to handle the internal stuff. So scheduling posts for social media, scheduling the email newsletters, and she will be handling a a lot more things now other than just client contracts and stuff like that. She's going to be handling more of the blog posts, um, things like that that take away from client work. Um, and then I can batch create the content and she just spreads it out. So that was the second thing. Then I did have somebody and she continually comes in and just kind of does a a spot check on how the business is doing financially, just to have that outside party come in and say, this is what I see, almost like a checkup with a doctor. Like a business advisor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also got a business coach and I, I got Melissa Blackburn and she was amazing she kicked my butt she <laughs> held me that accountable like yeah she held me accountable she was none of this fluffy like get in tune with your feelings she did ask about how things were going but it's also it's a business just because you're feeling a little down today doesn't mean your client is going to wait for the work or that you shouldn't go out and do a Very make true. sales calls um, so she was amazing and I a lot of the confidence that I got I credit to her as well because she drilled into me me, um, what is your tagline? What is your did all the things that I am doing now and the systems that I have created are thanks to her. And then most recently, I have let go of I have put on my creative director hat and have two people that I am overseeing for um, for design work. So. It's another step in the direction of me having an official employee. They are they are working almost uh, employee hours, but really trying to see how I function being that creative director instead of the person pushing the pixels around. Um, it's a really good test, and then yeah, it's just really hard to let go of that control, especially because. Design is my domain. Yeah, I was gonna you say know, strategy. It's not like accounting where I could just hand it off to somebody who knows you never it. Liked it. Yeah, anyway. it's design. Um, it's what I'm handing over to my clients. So it has been incredibly difficult in just walking that line of am I being too pushy with them, but am I giving the right direction still? So you let go of stuff in sort of the order of least close to your heart to closest to your heart Mm -hmm. but you've you've let go of a lot yeah yeah and it's helped a lot so it once I tell people that are starting businesses once they get into a good spot they have to start handing things off um just because it frees you up so now I'm not as worried about getting all the things done getting the accounting getting the um internal work is doing social media and doing actual client work I am I can focus on a few areas that I really want to and then go home and relax a little yeah. so think back to like before you hired your first 
outsourcer, yeah. right? So that was the accountant, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how long ago was that? Like, oh man, that was about a. I got I got her about a year and a, a year ago. Okay. Yeah. So before that, mm-hmm. about how much of your week was spent on accounting and design work mm-hmm. and all these other things that you've outsourced now? So it would come and go. When work was low, they would get more attention. Now, the accounting, I never really liked it. So that would all probably get less time, but not in a good way. Mm. It was because I was ignoring it. Yeah, just <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. 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 Just wanted to do something else instead of the accounting. Absolutely. Um, same thing with social media. It would get done if there was not as much work. But if you go back to my social posts when there was a dip, that was probably because I was busy. And when there, you know, when I wasn't as busy, I would do more social media. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was taking up a lot of time and I tried to block off days where I could work on accounting, making sure all the receipts were filed, um, then I could do social media, but things come up. Clients need their work done on certain days. Sometimes there's a networking event and the things that you don't want to do are is what gets pushed off. And sometimes that's the stuff that will either get you more clients or keep you from getting audited. Yep. Yes, it is. Okay, so my guess is you were not just working 40 hours a week a year and a half ago. No, I was working, I don't even know, 60 hours a week maybe, and somehow managing to work around the kids. Uh, we ended up, you know, you make sacrifices when you own a business, and so we took the kids out of full-time care and for a short while, and that was interesting because one of them might be in school and she gets out at like three o'clock two thirty three o'clock then I had a younger one who wasn't in school yet and just working around their schedule but still somehow tracking my time and figuring out that I got all these hours in during the week most of it was during the weekend when my husband was home and he could watch them and I just worked through you know straight through the weekend um, but it was crazy. Now, I was kind of used to it coming from corporate. I was used to the long hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, wasn't, it was more of a schedule shift where, okay, I get to be home with the kids. I have put my older one on the bus, and now I get to eat breakfast with my younger one, set her up for the day, and then try to work around while she is watching cartoons or doing some working on Play-Doh, and then I can get some work done. But it was... The hours were long, um, but they were in chunks, I would mm-hmm. say. So what about yeah. now? Now, I mean, this summer has been very interesting. My mom has been in town helping out with the kids, and now both of them are finally going to school <laughs> full-time. <laughs> You're very thrilled we were, about this. Yes. We were very worried that my five-year-old would not get into full-time kindergarten, and the stars aligned. They got another kindergarten teacher at the elementary school and she's going in full time and I just, I'm so excited. <laughs> I love them, but I, I want them to go to school full time. Um, and so now it'll be very interesting to see how the whole dynamic shifts. Uh, my husband is also, he has, he works full time, but he's has a side gig. And so we're going to see how, how everything goes, but we're just excited that they're going to be in school full time. Yeah, and thanks also to my mom who has been watching them um, during the summer and listening to all of their little five-year-old and eight-year-old Very uh, important disputes. things. <laughs> yeah. Very important things they need to talk about, yes. Yeah. And they are. But um, So what about you? How many hours are you 
hoping to spend yeah. on Robles Designs yeah. now that they're full-time? So, um, no more than 40 hours, That, which is, again, why I delegated. Again, working with a business coach, we aligned a like what I wanted my day to look like, how many mm-hmm. hours I want to spend doing each of these tasks. And now that I have delegated and will be delegating more work to my virtual assistant, mm-hmm. and then I'm testing out these graphic designers and probably going to give them more work because they're doing a great job. Um, I am hoping, fingers crossed, to spend no more than 30 hours a week on work. Unless, knowing myself, I will probably set another goal for myself, another income, because I always do that, or I will start another side gig, because I am so used to working that I, it feels really weird. Like, the weekends that you have nothing to do, it feels really strange. Um, But yeah, for this business, the goal is about 30 hours. Nice. Where did you find all of these amazing people that you were willing to let go and give control up? It's been in the weirdest ways. I haven't really... So whenever I actually look for someone, uh, post an ad, sometimes the people that answer aren't necessarily the people that would be a good fit. Um, Sometimes they do great work, but you just don't jive with them as well. And so Allison from Type A Consulting, who's my virtual assistant, um, I found her going to a Beauty Boost retreat. And she I didn't want to drive, so I figured out who would be driving and had a spot in their car. So and you I were just looking them. for like yeah. mental health yeah, and some like, beauty tips, and yeah. you found a virtual assistant. <laughs> right. Nice. Um, and so, and yeah, and her and her partner were the ones... Um, her business partner were the ones in the car and they talked about what they did. That's not all they talked about. They just would mention it. And then I ended up hiring them. Um, the designers I have found, uh, one used to uh, be a member here at Haven and another one used to, um, she just reached out really, I don't know how she heard of me, but she reached out, she followed up, she was professional, her portfolio was great. Um, it's awesome when the right yeah. people find you. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I have I have to keep forgetting to ask her where she found me, but yeah, she, she was very... Um, just kind and asked for a meeting, and I was like, you know what? Sure, let's let's do this. Let's test something out with a few projects. Um, but yeah, I mean, the accountant, I can't. I think somebody recommended her to me. Oh, my lawyer, he recommended her to me. How'd you find your lawyer? Um, he so he came to one of my events and one of the wine and websites, and then he. I introduced him to Melissa, who I found because she's she was my business coach and she's the co-owner of Haven, so that's how I heard of her. And then I was like, "Hey, I need a lawyer." And she's like, "You introduced me to this person. You know that, right?" To so her like, lawyer, oh, yeah. That's and I'm like, "Oh, oh." So I introduced you too, but yeah, let me go reach out to him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's you just, just weren't ready for a lawyer. Yeah. When you found yeah, so it, it was pretty funny, but yeah, I mean, everybody just. One the biggest way that my business has grown was just being genuine and being nice. And Haven has been a really good help, just being in the office and meeting a bunch of people who are doing cool things here. Um, and then going, popping into a few networking events. It's kind of tough with kids during the summer, but um, being able to pop in every so often and I don't know, the people just awesome people just show up, and I'm like, I want to work <laughs> with all of you. 
So is there something else to let go of after design? Is there more? If I could let go of kids, man. I don't, <laughs> but I have a few years uh, for that. So I think right now it's mostly about the business is in, is in a really good spot. It's mostly about personal and getting to let go of some things in our personal life. So we're thinking about either downsizing or as some people have suggested, getting somebody else to do the long work. Um, just figuring out what we get to let go of and figuring out what our ideal is. Our ideal for the business, my ideal for the business is those 30 hours mm -hmm. where I can work on client work, go do some sales and just have enough time for kids and trying to get back into fitness. But not um, lawn work. Not lawn work. I don't. I, I don't mind mowing the lawn, but when I don't know, it grows so fast every week. I mean, <laughs> right? So it's not part of your ideal day. Yeah, yeah. So and we want to travel a lot more. So um, a, a lot of that is like, okay, what do we do with the lawn when we're traveling? And then do we really want to pay somebody to mow the lawn? And then that'll just eat into our travel. And we also ended up buying a house that is a four bedroom we don't really use the other two bedrooms the kids are in bunk beds in one bedroom and we are in another bedroom and that's it that's all we really mm -hmm. do so we're not a family that likes to really stay at home and so we're looking to downsize again it's picturing your ideal business and your ideal personal life and how it all commingles so that's really yeah. neat that you're just a couple of years in really yeah and you're beyond work-life balance you're yeah. looking for like I want to structure my work and my life yes. to be this thing yeah because it's not really about balancing two separate things it's about both of them being in, in good spots and there's seasons what somebody that I admire has said that everything comes in seasons so mm -hmm. sometimes a season is means that I for example summer summer has meant that I get to juggle kids and a business because my husband's full-time job takes him away from Columbus during the week um, that's fine that's a season and now we're in a season in the next chapter of our life where the business is in a good spot he's my husband's in a good spot and we're just trying to figure out what is best for us and what our goal is if our goal is to spend more time with the kids well then it, that gold is not, does not include lawn work and mulch and weeding. Not until the kids are old enough to <laughs> yeah. run the lawnmower, at least. I'm pretty sure that's not going to be their uh, their goal either. <laughs> so, knowing my kids. Um, yeah, so, and we want to travel. And that's just, you know, we're not, again, we're not home type of people. So why have a big house when we would rather be going to cosi or walking around or biking it, it doesn't make any sense but yeah if with business or personal life I always tell people just kind of look at what you're doing look at what your ideal is and what do you get to let go of um, kind of like purging clothes I've done that too where you don't the things that you don't wear things that mm -hmm. don't really help you be happy just let go of it and and things align they do I do. So this has been awesome talking to you. Is there anything else you wanted to mention before we wrap it up? Um, no, just that, you know, and nobody really knows in business, nobody really, and in life, really, nobody knows what they're doing. We're all just stumbling along and that people are actually really, really nice. If you have questions, reach out. People can reach out to me and I will give them the real deal of <laughs> how I did it and yeah. how I messed up and how I can maybe help them prevent from messing up as much. But, well, you know, business and life, it's messy. 
and as long as we realize that everybody is messy as well whether they live in a big house or a tiny house or have this amazing gigantic business or our one-man team um, we're all just kind of stumbling along and people are nice and we'll answer your emails and questions when they can yeah absolutely there's a lot more people willing to help than people realize mm -hmm. Well, it's been awesome talking to you. Yeah. Um, do you want to mention your website or anything if people want to find out more about Robles Design? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Robles Design Studio, R-O-B-L-E-S Design Studio. Uh, Facebook it is Robles Designs, or you can check out my website at RoblesDesigns.com. Um, yeah, if you have any questions or want to know more about things I failed at and uh, <laughs> or things that I've excelled at you can just uh, send me an email find me on uh, or message me on any of the social platforms awesome thank you thank you so much thanks for listening visit greatertogetherpodcast.com for more episodes to submit a question for next season to recommend a guest and to leave feedback greater together is brought to you by greater columbus consulting helping focus your vision, organize your operations, and grow your organization. Greater Columbus Consulting specializes in social enterprises, nonprofits that want to capitalize on their strengths, and for-profit businesses that are working towards a higher purpose.